366, an innovative space for anyone involved in education, whether it be teacher, student, parent, or community member. Welcome back to Room 366, and we have a special treat today. We have somebody from our community who is really working hard to make a dent in, in what kinds of teaching and learning we're able to offer. And so Jennifer and Amanda, and to our listeners, I'd like to welcome and introduce and welcome um, Mr. Britt Stevens to Room 366. Hi, Britt. How y'all doing? We're good. I'm, I'm thankful I don't mind telling everybody here in Augusta, it's been pretty dreary lately, but boy, we got sun today. Thank you. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, we, um, I don't want to take any thunder away from you, Britt, because you've got a pretty exciting um, thing going on. Um, but just, and I'll let you kind of uh, tell our audience about it, but could you first tell us, um, just give us a little history about who you are and then um, tell us what, what you've gotten yourself involved in. So my name is Britt Stevens, and I am from the Augusta area and actually enjoy serving youth. And I started, my first job was working with a nonprofit, serving youth as a camp counselor. And I worked with several nonprofits in the area doing that type of work. But while doing it, I always thought to myself that I want to own my own nonprofit one day. And I went off to college and and while in college, you know, I'm majoring as a history major and I'm thinking I want to teach history, still work with kids. And I'm sitting in these upper level history classes and I'm learning about history of Vietnam before 17, for 1960 something and history of the British Isles. And I'm like, no, nah, this isn't it. I desire to teach kids more about life than history. I love it. Not for me. You just knew. And, yeah, yeah. I'm like, to be in those classes, you have to really love what you're studying. And I, I love history, but it was like, this just isn't it. You know, I want to teach kids more about life than about history is what I kept saying. So I'm like, I'm wasting somebody's money. So I left and I came back to Augusta and time went by. I started working with John Deere and I worked with John Deere for over 17 years, for about 17 years. Um, and while doing that, I worked my way up from being an assembly tech out there working with tractors on the shop floor to training other assembly techs that came in. Everybody that came in had to go through my class and um, before, you know, being allowed out of the shop floor, they had to pass my class. And they seen how passionate about what I was doing, how passionate I was about what I was doing. And every once in a while, because I would always talk to the students and uh, get to know them some, every once in a while, someone would ask me, you know, you're passionate about this, but if you could be doing anything else in your life, what would you be doing? And I would just light up and be like, you know what I would really be doing? I will be running my own nonprofit organization. So for over 20 years, that desire has never gone away. And um, I think it's only increased since I got since we 
had kids, me and my wife, who's also a teacher. Um, she's been teaching for over 16 years, um, does great. I hear great things about her. Uh, she does great at her job. Um, she has let a me, Let me ask you really quick. Okay. Just FYI, I hear great things about her too. So awesome. Just awesome. to tell you. <laughs> she has a passion for what she does. She loves what she does. Um, so education is now, it's in our house and we, we believe that when it comes to our kids, that we're our primary, we're our kids' primary educators. So that's our mindset, and we partner with the school system to educate our kids. So that's our mindset, and um, so what we do, you know, when we started our own nonprofit organization, it basically everything we do is birthed out of what you know the relationships and what we do at home with our kids so our nonprofit organization is called building up steam incorporated and we're a new nonprofit serving kids in the csra our mission is to give all youth especially those in disadvantaged circumstances equal access to enriching programs in science technology engineering arts and math to build a foundation for success in the job market of tomorrow so in the main way we do that, we reach these kids that are disadvantaged is we partner with Title I schools in the area and we go there and provide their kids that are disadvantaged programs free of charge. So that's what we do. And for those that don't know, Title I schools are schools that um, 40 to 45% of their kids are on free or reduced lunch. So if they can't afford lunch, they definitely can't afford outside expensive STEM or STEAM programs. So what do we do? How do we make sure they get and build these skills that they need for the future? So that is what drove us to create something to be that bridge for them. So yeah, that's that's amazing. And um, tell me, tell me really quickly. Um, when you talk about those skills, what, what exactly are you talking about? What kind of skills? We're talking about skills, um, computer coding. Um, like, for instance, just to go back to what made us start doing this. So we're a middle class family. And like I said, we like to expose our kids to a lot of different things. And we believe exposure is so important. Um, and being a middle-class family, there was a program, there was a summer program that we wanted to put our child and our kids in. And we saw the price, the price was $200 a week. And we was like, man, even as a middle-class family, that's very expensive and we can't afford A lot afford of money, it. yeah. yeah. Right. So, so what, I, what we had to do is we had to make the decision that, okay, this program has different themes every week. So we're gonna pick, pick one week and we're going to pick one kid because that's all we can afford to do. And we're going to send them there. Um, for our kids, that's okay. You know, they're not, that's not make a break for them because we do a lot of other things with them. That's just a part of what we do. But I kept thinking about what about those other kids? They can't afford any of that. What about them? And then time went on and like my kids got computers for Christmas and then while they're out of school, they're sitting at the table and they're doing coding. And I'm like, wow, my kids are advancing and growing. This is great for their future. But I couldn't shake the thought of, but what about the other kids? Shouldn't yeah. they be learning the same thing? 
So these skills that deal with computer coding, like Augusta, is quickly being known, becoming known to be one of the uh, leaders in the cyber industry. Great opportunities right here in our own backyard. But how do we make sure every kid is prepared to take advantage of these opportunities if they so desire to? And with this pandemic, I feel like it's shown us, it's given us a glimpse in the future if we haven't, if we didn't realize it already, that you know, everything went to computer, to technology and virtual interaction and how much that has, we've depended on that in the last year or more. Um, so these are the industries that's gonna drive the economy in the future. Well, if that's the case, shouldn't every kid have the opportunity to be prepared and develop these skills? So what do we do about that? So that's what spurred us to say, you know, either I can complain about it and keep pointing it out, or we can, like the quote says, I can be the change that I want to see. And that's what made us step out and do this. Mr. Stevens, you can definitely hear your passion about wanting to help youth and wanting to help um, educate the youth. And you did mention that you always had this passion to run your own nonprofit. Could you tell us a little bit more about building up STEAM? You know, what is it? So she, she, I think she asked like, you know, uh, um, about what we do. And so first, when it comes to STEAM and what it is, we try to take an interdisciplinary approach where we're including all those different areas, science, technology, engineering, and math, and as many of those things in everything that we do. And that's the first thing. Second, like I say, everything we do is birth out of our family and what we see in our kids. Like for instance, when it came to STEM, we saw that my son, he really fits that. We say, we like to say that math is his superpower. He is a math with technology. He picks up on that stuff easily. And, but when it comes to my daughter, she's totally different. She's very creative and artsy. So, when it comes to STEAM, it's like, do what do we do with those kids? Do we leave them out and make them feel like they're not valued because of their gift, their gift don't fit? Do we make them feel like they don't fit, you know, or, or do we create something for them? And we think they do fit. Um, we think that everybody's gift is important. When you're working with like a team, like an, let's take engineering, for example, when you're working as a team of engineers and you're trying to create something, um, everybody brings value to the table and you need somebody that's creative to, 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 um, think outside the box. You need those creative people to think yeah, and, and try yeah. something different that has never been done before. You need that creativity. If you're a company that's creating a product, you need somebody that's creative. Yeah, you might have the product, but how do I make it appealing for somebody else to buy it? We need those creative people. So we want to take kids like her and show them, hey, you fit. And these are, these are some options that you can do, uh, ways you can use that in careers in the future. So that's why we do what we do and, and why STEAM and STEM is so important to us. So, 
That's awesome. Trying to, you know, identify even your own kids' uh, strengths and play towards them um, and enriching after school for sure. Um, So can you talk a little bit about how building up STEAM defines STEAM and STEAM education? Um, Just that that, uh, being able to experiment with these different areas of science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, that open-ended experimenting type of trial and error, using your creativity, problem solving, uh, critical thinking, those are the components for us that make up STEAM education. Yep, for sure. And um, we noticed on your website that there's a period in between uh, every letter. Why did you all decide to do that? Well, the reason I decided to do that was I don't, I think sometimes we take outsiders for granted. Like for instance, were either one of you ever in the military? No? Nope. All right, so we've all had a conversation and I haven't either, but we've all had a conversation with somebody in the military and they're using these acronyms. And I'm like, um, my MOS and my BTUs. And I'm like, I don't know what that stuff is. Or I was stationed at Fort Campbell. I'm like, dude, I, just say Kentucky. I, I don't know what where those places are and, and what that stuff is. And I even run into that, you know, being a person that has not been trained in education when I go into the education environment. Luckily, my wife's there. She's like my translator. Um, yeah. We yeah. take we take people for granted that everybody knows what this stuff means. And I wanted to make sure when people looked at it, they understood that it was an acronym and it stood for something. And a lot of times, most people have heard of STEM, but not STEAM. So that really throws them off when you put an A in there. So I, I really have to explain. So that's why we did that. Got it. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. So in all of those letters, we're looking at two really important letters, the E and the A. Um, and they stand for some pretty cool design cycles and, and design processes. Um, can you talk a little bit more about how you engage students in engineering design or artistic design? So the engineering process, when we're dealing with that, um, we, we like to, like I say, incorporate that thinking in everything that we do. And it's because it's much bigger to us than just about engineering. It's so much bigger. Some, you know, many of these kids will not go on to be successful engineers, but we want all of them to become successful at life. So what the engineering process teaches is for you to be creative and think outside the box and be willing to try new things and be inventive and be able to step out on those things without fearing failure. And what I love about the engineering process the most is failure is built into the process. It's expected. We're expected for it not to work and for us to go back to the drawing board and try it again. If we teach that to kids in life, that this is just not about engineering, but this is about life, that you're gonna run into some things. You're gonna have a plan. 
and you're going to step out on some things and you're going to run into some things. Like Mike Tyson always says, uh, everybody has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. So when life, yes. yeah, yeah, when life gut punches you, what do you do? Do you just fold or are you going to have the perseverance to get up to re-engineer your strategy and try again? So that's what it's all about. It's so much bigger. Um, can you, like I said, are you going to have the ability to keep trying when things don't work out? Are, are we painting for the picture for kids that everything is going to be just hunky, hunky dory, rainbows and, rain, and, and butterflies? That's, that's not life. Once again, talking about this pandemic, you know, people may have been living the, the, the fairy tale life and then all of a sudden this hits. Um, so what do we do now? You know, I've, I've heard stories about people experiencing depression and suicide and stuff like that. And I think to myself, what if these people were taught uh, uh, the growth mindset? And that's what we teach, that I can do this. I can overcome this. Uh, I can engineer my way out of this. Yes, I, I've had a set. This, is, this has been a fairy tale. But what we always know is in every fairy tale, there's a wolf. There's a wolf in every fairy tale. So when that obstacle shows up, can I engineer my way around that and keep going? And it's the wolf that makes the fairy tale, right? If it wasn't for the wolf, we wouldn't know about the pigs. It would be nothing to tell. So can I write this story of my life and make myself the hero in this and whatever obstacle I'm facing? That's what it's all about. It's so much bigger than the engineering process, than, than engineering. It's teaching those tools. Everything we use is a tool, whether we're teaching chess, like we have a chess program that's going on right now at Grovetown Elementary School. They learned about how to use their bishops this past week. But the key, the most important thing I feel like they learned is about critical thinking and decision making. We used an analogy of a stoplight. Um, when you're presented with a decision, red, stop, just take a deep breath, yellow, be, begin to assess the situation and your options that you have to choose from. And then you choose the option that you feel is best, weigh the pros and cons and choose the option you feel is best. But not only that, but every option, every choice has a positive or negative consequence that comes along with it. And that's not just in chess, but that's in life. So these concepts we're teaching to us are so much bigger. Like I said, we want to build character, not just build steam. Absolutely. Great life lessons. Mr. Stevens, um, I think I mentioned before that I was a graduate student getting my master of public administration, but I did not mention that my concentration was in nonprofit leadership. Really? And so... Yes. <laughs> so awesome. everything you're talking about, um, we have been discuss discussing in our courses. And one overarching theme with nonprofit leadership, you know, are what are your goals for the future? What is that thing that you want to accomplish with your nonprofit? And to do that, you have to have programs or you have to have plans to get there. So what are your, you know, maybe upcoming programs or things that you have in the works for building up STEAM? So first of all, we, those three things, I'm, well, those three pillars that we have in our organization, we want to build fluency, build understanding, and we want to build character. So 
when we talk about building fluency, um, we're, we're teaching kids on the elementary level and we want to teach them the ABCs of, of STEAM. And we want them to understand. I hear a lot of programs at the high school level, um, some at the middle school level, maybe some job readiness programs at the high school level, but who's preparing these kids before they get there? So when they run into things like they hear the term algorithm or they hear the term um, coding or Java, C JavaScript on a computer that they are just not thrown off and you know shrink back from that because that's scary because that's new to me. So we want to build fluency. We want to help them learn to speak. This is the language of the future. So we want to help them learn to speak the language. When we talk about building understanding, we want to help them understand what is STEM? Um, what, why does it matter to me? And how do I fit? So in our program, we, we like to be a place where people can, kids can come in and in a pressure-free environment and try on the different areas of STEAM and see which one fits them best so that they can develop a possibly a love or a passion for that area and say, hey, this is something I want to pursue in the future. Or is something that's even just worth looking into more in the future. I have an interest in this. Can we create an interest? Um, increase their love for learning and see that, you know, it's not all about a textbook, but this is stuff that I can really get my hands on. And, and this is something that really fits me. And like I talked about building character, we teach that growth mindset. And that's really important to us because we feel like it's going to help them not just in their career, but in life. Um, so we want to continue to get better at those three areas in everything that we do. Um, and then on the programs, we have a lot of new programs that are currently under construction. Um, we have our first summer camp. We end up canceling our summer camp last year because of the pandemic. Um, COVID, COVID interrupted yeah. everything. <laughs> I know it, I know it. Oh. We're hopeful and excited about uh, this upcoming June. We're going to have a four-week, a five-week summer camp, actually. June is like five weeks. So we're going to have a five-week summer camp um, this June. So we're excited about that. Um, we're going to be launching some programs just for the community, um, some like Saturday programs. This is for kids, let's say kids that don't attend a Title I school or kids that don't fall into that disadvantaged category, but they have a love or interest in STEAM. So we want to reach those kids too. So we're going to have some Saturday programs available in the next few months um, to involve those kids as well. So. And then we're looking to get into, in, in the future, we're wanting to get into other schools in Columbia County, as well as Richmond County and some surrounding counties. Um, so different schools, different counties, and just uh, increase our outreach around the CSRA. And Britt, that's so needed. I mean, we just, it's so needed. So, and that's one of the reasons we really wanted to make sure and, um, you know, give you the really bring you to room 366, because I think when people start to hear about what you guys are hoping to do and your thoughts of, uh, about, you know, including all kids and helping them be their best person. I mean, that it's just what's not to love. So, um, yeah, that. That, that's exciting. So, you know, we've asked you a lot of questions, but have we have we left a gap? Is there something that you feel like you would like to say to our listeners um, that we haven't asked you? Um, I think we covered 
pretty much everything. Just that, you know, um, I want to let the listeners know we're out there and that like every nonprofit um, serving the community, it takes the support of the community. Uh, so um, we're in the future, we're going to be looking for volunteers when things open back up. Um, if you or someone you know is um, have an area that, you know, we have, like I said, some programs that are under development that we need some expertise in. Um, a veterinarian, a doctor, uh, a dentist, any of those um, type of professions. Uh, we have an electrical engineering program. Um, so an electrical engineer, professionals, professionals also that can come in or Zoom. We have an, an exciting volunteer in our program, awesome volunteer. She's a nuclear engineer. Mm -hmm. She's going to be speaking to our kids yeah. um, yes. next week uh, and tell them just about how the skills they're learning um, can be used in careers like hers and let kids know that opportunities like hers, that the, the profession that she's in, you can do that right here in this area. We yeah. want to tell kids about the opportunities right here in their own backyard. I mean, I love the growth that's in Augusta, you know, with everybody coming in to feel like these cyber positions. I'm Augusta native, so I love to see the growth but how do we begin to grow our own workforce? I want to mm -hmm. see our kids being prepared to take these positions, but they have to be informed that these things are even available to me in yeah. my own area. So yeah. that's what we're doing. So well, that that that's amazing. And with your permission, I'd love to be able to link your website. Um, what is it again? It's www.buildingupsteam.org. Okay, so www.buildingupsteam.org. Your contact information is on that website. Um, I will make sure and link it through our podcast so our listeners can easily find you. And yeah, you and I have talked about trying to find a way to um, intersect our work. So I guess we'll be following up with a with a date after this. <laughs> Definitely sounds good. We're excited about it. Britt Stevens, thank you so much for being here in Room 366 with us today. I thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Room 366 podcast. Remember, you can listen to our podcast every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform that you prefer. Also, thank you to our sponsors. Without them, we would not be on the air. AARP and the South Carolina After School Alliance. See you next time in room 366.